Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I want to share with you a coaching session that I did with a listener of the podcast. And this episode is longer than most of the other episodes and the first six to eight minutes are just us exploring because what I get a lot from women, especially when people do the free recorded coaching call to be featured on the podcast, is people come to me like, I have no idea what is happening. (laughs) I'm reading the books, I'm listening to the podcasts, I'm a self-aware human, I'm an interesting person, I'm a lovable person, like why is dating not working? And so sometimes I need to ask a few questions to start to dig into that and see, well, where could it be um, challenging or where might this person's challenge be? And so I think that she does a really beautiful job at articulating her emotional experience in dating. And I think it's really worthwhile to listen to the entire episode. And then we get into really practical and helpful tips. So some of the things that we get into and definitely not all of it, but a few of the key points were does staying in alignment and pacing myself and creating space and all of that mean I can't have fireworks and passion and excitement in dating? And how can I have both? How can I be in alignment with somebody and have that crazy chemistry? Another thing we spoke about is that feeling of learning new information about how to improve your dating life and then you look back on past experiences and you're like oh my god does that mean i fucked it up with all of those people and how to reframe that and not view it in that way and then we also spoke about how very often women try to make a path for the guy to be able to have a relationship with us and basically we make it too easy for him and how to not do that and how to remain in alignment when you notice that tendency. And we also spoke about how to appreciate dating even if it's not immediately leading to the relationship that you want. So there's so much good stuff in this episode and I really think it's worthwhile to listen to the whole thing. And before you get started, I want to let you know about my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky, and there's going to be a link in the show notes for that. And I also have a coaching program called The Solution to Dating Anxiety, and that includes one-on-one calls with me, 24-7 unlimited access to me through text and email. And people always worry about texting me too much, and that's never been an issue. People text me all the time, and I take a small number of clients so that I can dedicate that time to you. And it also includes my new audio program, which is basically like an extended podcast, but it's all about dating anxiety and how to navigate that. So if you're interested in that, the link is going to be in the show notes as well. All right, enjoy this episode. I'm in a period of my life where I am not really understanding why dating has been so hard and um, I'm just kind of reaching out in all ways. You know, I go to therapy, I follow hypnotherapy, I read books, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit perplexed and um, I know when I get really sad or something, you know, I have a, a relationship that ends, I usually, 
take action and that is by reading or listening to podcasts and that's how I found your podcast and um actually your podcast was really soothing something about the way that you speak is really soothing and it seems very um sincere mm-hmm. and so I really like to listen to the things that you put online because they feel like much more real and less commercial than a lot of things that I found so I thought mm-hmm. it might be cool to talk to you awesome okay thank you um and tell me a little bit about your current dating life and situation. Um, well, I let's see. I was in a relationship with someone for about 10 years um, until three years ago. We split up because he moves home. I live, I live in Europe and he moves home. He's from Argentina. Mm-hmm. And I decided not to that far. And I think at that point, too, I'd really delve, I'd really wanted to delve into my professional life again I made a massive career switch and turned completely toward music when I was a uh, doing my my undergraduate in the states I studied math and music and then I took a different career and I went back to school and I think I've been really preoccupied I think with finishing conservatory here in Europe and I've also been on a couple 2019 was a massive year of touring mm-hmm. but I, I just can't I can't tell if it's because I'm very busy and focused on myself or if I'm just not reading the right people or I have lessons to learn still or whatever. I mean, I meet lots of people all the time given the nature of my work. I'm always in environments where I'm, you know, meeting either fellow musicians or people related to music or audience members. It's like, it's not a problem for me to meet people. It's just I'm having a hard time meeting the right people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. How would you summarize your question? My question about like, I don't know. I just, sometimes I feel like I'm looking for solace and trying to understand, like I've looked into so many things and I feel like 2020 is a year I should stop reading self-help books because I'm making myself go a little bit crazy mm. and feeling, wow, I must be really broken or something. You know, if I've done enough work on myself, if, if I've read enough books, written enough in my journal, uh, done enough dance therapy, do you know what I mean? And why mm-hmm. actually like, I feel like I'm a really by and large a really interesting person and very pleasant to be around so I'm just very confused you know so my question is I don't know if you have any um solace to provide or any suggestions or maybe you know I might be just at a point where I need to set it down and say you know like at this point date I mean dating is a problem in the sense that it's only you yeah it's not just you in control (laughs) and you have to like you have to let go and I feel really sad that I it's out of my control and I I'm tired of dating even pushing further on online you know I'm tired of the chatting I'm tired of the very superficial meetings when I just am looking for someone really special and I feel like I'm having a hard time finding that person sure and how long have you been single now three years okay and during that time have you had any relationships or it's just been dates I mean, I have short relationships. They might, I mean, however you call them, whether or not they turn into a full-bloomed, like, full relationship. But I, I have relationships with people that last for three months, for four months, and then I decide. Actually, it's mostly them who decide that they're not ready for a relationship. And then mm-hmm. and that usually inevitably ends in me having a lot of pain and being extremely sad and feeling, like, run over by a truck. And the mistake that I think I met early on in dating was being confused by men's um profession would you say that they would like 
sorry, I get confused with English because I'm around a different language all the time. They would like profess their love or to be very, very interested and like plan on moving here or something like that. And taking that as like a sign of like commitment and it wasn't. And then eventually they would scare themselves. They would get themselves scared, you know? And, uh, and that was really confusing for me because I'm very genuine and I wouldn't say something that I didn't feel. And it felt almost like I'd been duped in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, and now I feel almost like I completely distrustful. I don't trust, I don't trust men. I kind of put up massive walls and I think it's hard to, um, for me to even let people close now, you know, I've been so, so confused and so hurt. Mm-hmm. And so would you say that's the re- reoccurring issue of, I think they're ready to commit and then suddenly they're not? Uh, it's a, yeah, it has happened. It's happened. It's replayed a little bit less um, in the last year because I was touring and I was just essentially like I I wouldn't have committed to anyone myself. And I essentially chose men much younger than me that I knew I wasn't interested in. Mm-hmm. But it did happen this fall that I met someone that was really like very equally. Or he felt like a very nice match because he's an American in the same exact field. He was very close to me. And he was extremely, he seemed very emotionally invested. And then he decided he wasn't. And it was really confusing. Mm-hmm. And um, what are you ultimately wanting to create in your dating life? I I think I really thrive in, a, um, I don't know how I feel about monogamy. I think I believe in monogamy. I've been in an open relationship before, but I think that I believe in a committed relationship because I think it helps us grow and it um, it. it lets me become more of who I am and it gives me less challenge and it gives me a lot of meaning. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm, I mean, I, you know, I am confused about whether I want to have children or not, but I am looking primarily for a very special partner and a very special connection for a large percentage of my adult life that that's left. You know, I don't, I don't know if it'll last forever. I think it's hard to predict, but um, that's what I'm looking for. Like the next chapter. You know? And I really, really miss it. I really miss having someone talk with about my daily life and challenges or problems and I just feel like I'm sucking I'm getting sucked into my work all I do is work Mm -hmm. and yeah I'm really looking for something committed you know sure and so do you think men in general are also looking for something committed in general Mm I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I can't tell if maybe I'm just picking men that don't want commitment. I think there's lots of men that want commitment. Maybe I just don't see those men or I don't pick those men. Yeah. And so with the men that you've dated where it felt like it was going one way and then suddenly it was going another way, do you feel that, um, well, first of all, did you have certain boundaries around when certain milestones would be reached so for example being exclusive before you're intimate and then like did you ever create a title of being in a relationship before certain actions were taken like talking about him moving there or things like that no no okay yeah and that's an experience I think of dating what do you mean by that like oh, I didn't I didn't date when I was really in my twenties I was in a relationship through all my twenties. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. So you're having all of these new experiences and you're kind of like disillusioned. (laughs) You're like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, the relation, the two relationships I was in in college and then post-college were like love at first sight, you know, they were really magical, special. And there was no like debating whether they were going to be anything other than they were. And they just really were like organically fluid and really meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a really beautiful experience to have. And um, sometimes love unfolds in different ways. And sometimes we have a static idea of how it's supposed to look, especially based on past experience or based on what we see in movies and that kind of thing. And then, like, for example, we just want it to be easy or we just want it to be um, like, oh, I don't really have to think about staying in alignment or like those kinds of things. Like, I just want to not have to think about anything. And it's just like, obvious we both want each other. And that's the best kind of situation to be in, of course. And sometimes um, love unfolds differently, where we do, we are a little bit more thoughtful with staying in alignment and making sure certain things are in place to create a foundation for that unfolding. Um, be a reason like I'm maybe I'm only looking for those very fireworks kind of relationships. And so I feel like I don't care. I don't care if I don't care if I go like very intensely into it. And then maybe that person gets a little bit overwhelmed because I think that's the way it should be. Right. Okay. So I, totally am on board for fireworks (laughs) Uh um I personally don't want to date anybody long term or be in a relationship where there aren't those fireworks to begin with I've done that and I didn't really like that experience and I think like I want to feel head over heels like oh my god like I can't stop thinking about this person that's how I want to feel when I'm dating someone But the second part of what you said of going all in or um, I'm not sure the exact words that you use, but that kind of mindset of like, I feel that now there's no holding back. Like I I know it, I see it, I feel it, I want it. Um, Mm. That can sometimes be the sort of like overwatering of the plant. Yeah. And so fireworks are great passion is great and chemistry is great but with a lot of relationships like I'm not sure if you've heard me talk about this on the podcast but you plant the little seed with somebody and when we get really excited about somebody and we're sure that seed we're like this seed is amazing (laughs) this is this is it this is really good I know it's going to work because I know the quality of the seed so we're so excited about it and want it to grow so quickly and have that experience that we overwater it. We just dump it with buckets and buckets of water thinking that that will cause it to grow faster. Sometimes that can work. Um, In certain situations, like people are able to navigate that much investment in such a short period of time. But in general, it tends to be Uh, It tends to give the little seed a better chance of survival when we pace ourselves. Mm. And that doesn't mean that you turn off the chemistry or the passion or the excitement about somebody. You are just more patient with 
and like savoring that feeling and allowing it to unfold more slowly. Do you think, well, so here's my question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the fact that I didn't do that in these last couple of years means that I, I destroyed chances that should have should have been able to bloom, you know? So um, I don't think about dating in that way because like I read my first dating book at 16 and I didn't have like my first like real relationship till I was maybe 20. And there were a lot of people I dated in the meanwhile that I had to date and I had to make those mistakes with in order to create extraordinary relationships in the future. And so when we think about it in that way of like, oh, I like messed something up, we're assuming one, that it would have been a great relationship. Like, oh, if only I hadn't done that, we'd be married. Um, mm-hmm. And two, we're assuming that that would have been the best path for that first person that we had that potential with to be our boyfriend or to be our partner. And in fact, sometimes like, I was just talking about this with somebody today. If we look back on past dating experiences where maybe we got rejected or it didn't work out, looking back, we can connect the dots for why that was an important experience in our lives. And maybe tomorrow you're going to meet a new guy who's the best guy. (laughs) And now you learned this lesson and with him, it's going to unfold really naturally and wonderfully thanks to all of those experiences that didn't work out. Yeah. And so um, it's important to not make like a simplistic uh, like assumption that I messed it up and therefore it's all bad in the future or it should have been that way because we just don't have enough information to make a judgment like that. Can I, so can I ask you a bit of practical advice just mm-hmm. come this week? So I met um, I met a man that is quite a bit younger than me. I met him on tour last spring, like yeah, maybe almost a year ago, and he really liked me. Typical, this is the typical way stories would unfold. Really, really liked me. We were together for like ten days where we were working, and then um, I didn't see him anymore. And while we were together, I didn't I didn't let anything actually happen because I wasn't decided that that wasn't the right choice. But then after we weren't together. Other people that are, I, I'd been playing with, they were like, hey, you and you and him, you guys had a thing. And I was like, no, we didn't. But then I kind of felt like maybe we should have, you know. So I wrote him. He lives in London. And I said, maybe we should actually see each other. And he's like, but I don't actually want a relationship. Uh, I can't be in a relationship. I said, maybe we should see each other, but I need you to know that I'm actually looking for a relationship. And he said, well, I don't, I'm not in a place right now to be in a relationship. I just got signed to this label. My, you know, singing career is starting. And I was like, okay, cool. Take care. But then this fall, I played in uh, London, a really important concert in one of the most important halls I've ever played in. And it was like one of the high points of my entire life. And he came and it was like a really magical evening. Like I took him backstage and we went on to stage and like for him also, because he's a musician, it was like a huge honor to be there. And we had like dinner with the whole crew and he like took tickets to my family. Like he met my whole family and he was extremely kind to my family. And then he stayed and had, we had the last uh, it was the last show part of the tour. So we had like a party with the whole crew and everything. And I had a lot to drink. Like we'd had champagne and, and I wouldn't have ever like let myself go beyond uh, 
where we were because I don't know him very well. But and we ended up having we slept together that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, even even since then, we talked about doing a project together for which he's coming this weekend. Actually, we're going to go to studio and write with my band, and um, he's going to be staying here with me. And I'm not I'm not really sure how I want to take it because I'm very I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. Like I I shouldn't have I shouldn't have made that step forward. But we still are in contact like several times a week. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to interpret what happens and I don't know if I should make him stay somewhere else, if I should just make him stay in a different room in my house or, um, so essentially, cause also he said he really wasn't interested in a relationship, but this was a long time ago and maybe I just need to let things pace and unfold slowly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would have him stay somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, If somebody tells me at any point that they're not interested in a relationship, it's kind of a situation where now it's if they do want that at some point, they have to now show me that. It's not for me to figure out or find out or try to bring out of them. Um, If they want a chance of a relationship with me, they would have to go out of their way to now say like, hey, like I've changed. I'm different. I'm in a different place. So what a lot of women do is when we like somebody, we try to set it up for it to be easier for them, (laughs) right? So it's like, I really like you. I really want you to accomplish me, (laughs) like to be able to date me and be in a relationship with me. Let me just move a few obstacles out of your way to make it a little bit easier for you, like not, not that I'm doing the work for for you. I'm just going to clear some obstacles out of your way. So one obstacle is I'll just have you stay in my house <laughs> um, for proximity. Or I'll just bring up the conversation again to have us talk more about that and see if you're in a different place. I'll invest more and have it be easier for us to connect. So we create these little... Um, pathways for them to come in, like to create a relationship with us. But then we're out of alignment. And there's that energy of like, hey, I told you I didn't want a relationship. And now you're setting it up to be easier for me. It should actually be more challenging to be in a relationship with you if I outwardly tell you that I am not interested in a relationship at this point. Um, And what I want to say about you sleeping with him. So did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Yeah. 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 So great. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. And you can totally appreciate that experience and enjoy it for what it was and have curiosity about is at this point, maybe he's changed. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe you want to sleep with him again. Maybe you don't. Um, The most important thing going forward, though, is to ask yourself, what would be kind treatment towards you from you? So if you know yourself and you know if you sleep with him again and it turns out he still isn't ready for a relationship and you know that would really hurt you and you probably couldn't really just appreciate that experience on its own, then don't do that. But on the other hand, if you're like, you know, I can make peace with 
the fact that he doesn't want a relationship and I just am really attracted to this person. And even though I'm not going to be partnered up with this person, I still want to have this experience. Mm -hmm. And you are honest with yourself and you know that you want to do that. And even maybe accepting the possibility of like, yeah, it might be painful when it ends, but I still want to have this experience and I understand that then you can move forward in any way that you feel comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that case, like we, um, especially with sexual chemistry, it's the kind of emotion that's really difficult to override with logic in the moment. (laughs) Um, When you are on the couch with somebody and you're kissing and you're really attracted to them and you like them and you had a magical evening, it's really difficult in that moment to make a decision that is based on like the bigger picture. So that's why I suggested that he doesn't stay in the house because it just puts you in a position to maybe do something that might feel good in the moment, but would overall hurt you more in the bigger picture I think he assumes that there will be a continuation to that right and so definitely um he shouldn't be feeling that certainty with you considering that he hasn't been like investing at that level and showing that intention of it going somewhere he shouldn't feel like certain like yeah (laughs) we're gonna repeat that or I know where this is going or I know like he should feel complete uncertainty Um, because he hasn't been showing you certainty from his end. Yeah. And so, and yeah, so when somebody shares like they're really hurt from a past relationship or they're just not ready because of this reason or that reason, we never want to go into convincer mode or fix it mode or I'll heal you, (laughs) like that kind of thing. We want to take everything they say at face value. So Mm -hmm. if you tell me that you're not ready for a relationship for any reason, I can be empathetic towards that. And I have a different objective in my life. At this stage in my life, I have a different desire. So um, then maybe we should part ways. And if it changes for you in the future, again, that would be on him and his responsibility to show you that, not on you to convince him that it's different or for you to make it an easier path to come back in. There needs to be that sense of a natural consequence, like, hey, when you tell me you don't want a relationship with me, it makes me uh, less inclined to invest in this relationship. Do you it ever did you in in the stage when you have dealt with rejection? Do you ever take it personally? Definitely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and we tend to all have one qual one or two qualities that we value the most, or blame it on, or feel the most insecure about. And so for me, um, based on my past experience with body acceptance and like disordered eating, it tended to revolve around that and like having some kind of distorted view, like if I were more beautiful, this wouldn't happen to me. Yeah. And so there was a lot of work of questioning that belief 
and that thought and like again coming back to the more pure uh, experience of rejection and just being like more disappointed about the connection not working out rather than like criticizing myself it's wise to understand it like my the man that I was with for so long that I ended the relationship with he just became a dad and I realized um, he really wanted to have a baby and I was like I don't want a baby I don't want to I don't want to settle down I still have stuff to do and I wonder if like it's that same type of rejection in a way it's not a rejection of the person it's just a rejection of a lifestyle that you're not ready for you know yeah. I'm, I always really longed for a more meaningful relationship um but I think maybe it, there's a way to understand it as literally like the same way I feel like I don't want to be a mother and if someone were to come pressuring me to be a mother I'd be like bye <laughs> yeah exactly I think that's spot on yeah. and um Today I had a session with somebody and we were talking about that feeling of competition and dating and how we could maybe look at dating in a different way. And she was saying like, yeah, maybe dating is actually more of a process rather than a competition where you have to be like perfect in order to get the result you want. It's more of a process of finding out what you want and then meeting people and finding somebody who's compatible with what you want and who you are and like your preferences for everything lining up. Yeah. So um, do you think for yourself there are certain, well, we uncovered one thing, which is like, so, okay, sorry, I'm in my head. Um, With the investing everything and going all in with people, um, one reason why you were doing that is because that was your past experience where you did have a positive experience doing that. And mm-hmm. so, of course, naturally going forward when you're dating, you just thought, well, that's how it worked the first two times and it was great. Why would that not work yeah. the next time I meet somebody great? Um, so I was in between those two relationships. I met a lot of men and it always went that way as well. It was always mm-hmm. me who was like, I, keep, I have, have stuff to do, bye. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, Yeah, so I was wondering if there are any other reasons why you might feel inclined going forward in dating to invest everything as soon as possible. Because I really want it to be the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's heartbreaking sometimes to be like, well, another fuck up. Like, if only he, you know, if these and these variables were fixed, and I surely can help him, then he would see that, you know, this isn't going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a believer of there being multiple people, like many people in this world, and I think that I could get along with many. But the thing is, unless they really want to do that work, it's like, it's a, it's a no-go. But I, I'm also from, a, I'm a, from an alcoholic family, so I'm a perfect uh, textbook case of a codependent, so I love to fix people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so it sounds like your work is not about like improving yourself or fixing yourself. It's more about allowing other people to show you um, their investment and allowing people to do their part of the work. Uh, yeah. And that, especially if you have like a codependent tendency, that's really scary to do because the myth or like the um, distorted thought that we have is 
well, I don't need you to do the work. I'll just do the work for both of us and then it'll work out. Yeah. Um, and so, but that's actually not true in a, like a true healthy relationship that lasts and that's loving and that is co-committed. We need both people to do their part. There's no doing the work for other people. Yeah. Yeah. They don't value it either if you do it. For right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the awful truth, right? The, the the truth is that there's no answer other than acceptance, I think, in a way. Well, it's actually great truth. <laughs> because although it feels very uncomfortable to do that initially, um, once you get through that initial discomfort of like letting go of the pieces that are not yours to do or fix or convince or try, um, dating is such a nice process because you only ever do what's yours to do. And when you're in alignment with somebody, even if it doesn't work out like to be marriage or like your life partner, it's still a really enjoyable experience when you're equal with the other person throughout the entire experience. There might still be disappointment or heartbreak, but you don't have regrets until you, unless you feel like you gave too much of yourself. That's usually when we feel regret is like, wow, I gave this person everything and they gave me nothing. Mm-hmm. That's a very different experience versus it didn't work out, but we both cared about each other. We both were investing in each other. And so it's actually a really great truth and one that enhances your experience of um, that dating process of getting to know people a lot more. Yeah. I just sometimes really wish that the person were that person. And I know maybe deep down that they're not. And that's a really hard thing to accept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing is not every person that you date is going to be that person. So the only thing that we can do is ask ourselves, how can we actually appreciate this experience? Even if it turns out this person isn't that person, how can I make this experience worthwhile? Even if this isn't my life partner, Or how can I date without regrets, without making the only measure of success a relationship? Yeah. So what would be another measure of success? From the whole process? Yeah, because right now you're kind of set up to think like, if it doesn't turn out to be a relationship, it's a failure. Like another one that didn't work out, another guy that it just wasn't that. I do think that I've been lucky, though. The, the men that I've connected with these last several years, most of them have become good friends. So I think I have good friends, you know, behind mm-hmm. me. Um, actually, one I call almost every single week. And um, mm-hmm. dear, like, really good friendships. And I also, you know, get a glimpse into someone else's world that I wouldn't have gotten. So I learn a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. experiences. And that's really great. It's really great. Yeah. I don't think it's very sexually fulfilling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's really enriching um, on a social level. I've, I've met a lot of really great people. Yeah. yeah. And I also think about like when I'm older, like maybe when I'm 60 or I don't know if I have grandkids or something, one day I'll really enjoy telling them about all of this. Like, oh, there was this one guy and we went to this music concert and we chatted up the celebrities. Like, it's going to be a great story one day. 
um, and something that like a thread in the quilt of your life that makes it more beautiful. Like it's an experience worth having, even if it doesn't turn out to be your life partner. Yeah. Thank you. That's for sure. So do you have any other questions before we end our call today? No, it's, I just, I was really nice to speak to you. I think that your voice is very soothing to me because I've heard it so much. And really <laughs> your, your words. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, I always, I'm so happy when people say that because that was my biggest insecurity <laughs> when I started the podcast. I like hated listening to my own voice and oh, yeah. now, yeah. And people say that, that it's really soothing. So I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I really think something that you, um, something that the way that you speak and, and the tone of your voice, I don't know, that gives really a sense of, of sincerity, which is, uh, I can tell you of all the podcasts and stuff that I watch, you know, that's not mm-hmm. appealing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. If you want to reach out, I'll meet you over on Instagram. My handle is my name, Amber Grubenman, and I respond to everybody who messages me. And if you would like to do a call like this, you can request that on there as well. All right. Have an awesome day. Bye.